I remember watching an interview of a political figure a few years ago on TV, and it was conducted by a news program. And afterwards, there was a usual commentary that opinion hosts would give. You know, one camp or one group thought it was a phenomenal interview. They thought it was just, it was the greatest thing. And then the other camp thought it was trash. But there was one line that a commentator used to describe the interview. She said that the person being interviewed was focused on an audience of one. She meant that he didn't care what anyone else thought. He knew that one particular person was watching and he needed to impress that one person. That person was the president of the United States at the time. There's so many voices and opinions out there, but today we're going to really focus on what God thinks about us. And we're going to talk about an audience of one. Coming up next on The Trifling Ones. All right, Trifling Ones family, we're going to read Matthew 23, verse 3, coming from the New Living Translation, and the Word of God says, So practice and obey whatever they tell you, but don't follow their example, for they don't practice what they teach. Let me read that one more time. So practice and obey whatever they tell you, but don't follow their example, for they don't practice what they teach. So what's happening here is Jesus Christ is teaching a large group of people. It says that there are crowds and disciples there. And so when he begins this chapter, he basically says that um, there are teachers of the religious law and the Pharisees, and they are the official interpreters of the law. So he gives them their props. But then he has to go in and he has to point out the fact that although they are the official teachers they've studied, they know this stuff. Yet and still, there's something that's off. They aren't focused on the audience of one. And so there are two points that we're going to take a look at right now. And the first of those points is the observations he makes regarding the leaders. The observations that he makes regarding the leaders. Well, Jesus, again, he acknowledges that what they say, the leaders, is on point. He says, what they're saying, go ahead and, and, and you do that. Obey what they tell you because it's some good stuff being said here. But Jesus then makes an observation regarding how they live. So let's be clear. These words are not coming from a person who hasn't accomplished anything in his life. So it's not like he doesn't understand how leadership works because I remember I told you in verse 1, he's talking to crowds and disciples. There are people who are following him. He is a leader. This isn't somebody who blames leadership for everything and doesn't understand the burdens of having to lead because there are some people who've never led anybody anywhere and they always got something to say about leaders because they just they they just see things their own way. They don't they don't look at things from a leader's perspective, but that that wasn't who this was coming from. This isn't someone who's threatened by the leaders. It, it's not somebody who's jealous. They're, that's not happening right now. This isn't someone who's just mean-spirited or who has too much time on his hands. This is not from a narcissistic individual who believes that all things should revolve around him. That's not who this is coming from. It's not from a person who's insensitive and just says whatever comes to mind. This is Jesus Christ. 
making an observation about the quote, unquote, leaders. You know, I say this because sometimes we dismiss everything that's said about us because we claim that others are haters and they're jealous and they're intimidated and they don't understand. But yet, it could be that what they're saying is absolutely true. In this particular case, Jesus makes an observation. So forget about what anybody else has to say about you. I want you to focus in for a moment. If Jesus observes you, what observation does he make about you? Would he tell others, practice and obey whatever, and then insert your name in there, tells you? So would he say, practice and obey whatever John tells you, but don't follow their example? Is that what he'd say about you if he inserted your name into the sentence? Or would he say, don't listen to a word that Sandra says because she will lead you straight into a literal hellified situation. Imagine for a moment that Jesus is talking to a crowd and your name comes up. What will he tell the people about you? Would he say that you're a man or woman after God's own heart like David? Would he say that you exhibit faith like Abraham? Would he say that you're a person with no deceit like Nathaniel when he was talking about him in John 147? Jesus' observation doesn't require perfection because none of those men displayed that. But rather, Jesus has what I like to call MRI capabilities when it comes to our hearts. He's, he's able to see past and through all kinds of stuff. So yeah, Rahab is a noted prostitute. But she was led by the Spirit of God and was later hailed as a woman of great faith. Why? Because she chose to have an audience of one in spite of what she did for work. What does Jesus say about you? The observations he makes regarding the leaders is our first point. But the second point is the obligations he mandates regarding our life. The obligations he mandates regarding our life. Verse 3 once again says, so practice and obey whatever they tell you. But don't follow their example, for they don't practice what they teach. So Jesus is telling the disciples in the crowds, you have an obligation if you're going to follow me. You don't just get to benefit from the blessings and saying that you know who I am. You don't just get fed and provided for in miraculous ways. I need your life to line up with your mouth, what you saying. Jesus is saying that you have an obligation and a responsibility to live your life the right way, unlike the observations that he'd made about those leaders. Jesus is saying, do what they tell you. Don't do what they do. So the obligation that he mandates regarding our life is that we're to practice what we preach. That we're supposed to do our absolute best to live out our life on a daily basis. It's time to hold up a mirror and ask ourselves, is our lifestyle in line with him? Are our habit or patterns lined up with him? How we treat or speak to others, does it line up? Our priorities, our time, our prayer life, our dedication to his word, 
our ability to believe his promises, our ability to stand when life is beating us down, all of that, do we have an audience of one? Can we live based on what we say we believe and who we say we believe in? Are we just hearers and reciters or are we truly doers of his word? Now, I've gotten plenty of stuff wrong in my life. But I believe that Jesus will say he, he ain't perfect and he's gotten some stuff wrong. I, I've had to check him from time to time. But overall, I think he does what he's supposed to do. And so I ask now, again, do we live like we have an audience of one? Do we shut everything out? And do we respond? Do we speak? Do we act like there's just one person that matters in our life? When Jesus had an opportunity to share his thoughts on the leaders, it didn't come back in their favor. The observation that he made regarding the leaders led him to say that they're hypocrites. Don't be like those leaders. Remember that the obligations that he mandates regarding our life, meaning the things that he expects us to do, are to be consistent with the things that we say. Heavenly Father, we come before you today asking that if we're not there yet, if we're not in a place where God says, yeah, they line up and, and they're consistent and the things that they say are lined up with what I believe they should be doing, we ask that you would help us to close that gap. We desire to be pleasing to you. We desire to lay it all on the line for you. We desire to hear you say our name and then have you say, well done, good and faithful servant. Now, Lord, we ask that you would strengthen us for our continued journey. For as we are tempted and we go through our challenges and our struggles. Sometimes we, we want to go off track. We don't focus squarely on what it is that you desire from us. So help us, Lord, to be all that you would have us to be. All of this we ask in your Son and our Savior. Jesus Christ's name we pray and all of the trifling ones said, Amen. Thank you.